Hello and welcome everyone to a new episode of Tangents with Colleen and Mike. How y'all doing? Everybody good? Everybody safe? How you doing, Colleen? I'm doing good, Mike. Yep. How's another, your just day? Just another beautiful evening where we are recording. Mm. So Again, unfortunately, not in the studio then, but separately nope. over, over the internet. Yep. Ten minutes have passed since we recorded the last episode. Oops. And you still haven't managed to join in the, the studio. <laughs> I love how we call it a studio and it's just a freaking bedroom in my house. Because it sounds cooler. Like you have a studio. You sound important. I mean, we do, we do now that we have at least two, um, uh, what do you call it? Sound uh, absorbers. Yes, like foam sound absorbing thingy majiggies a meter by a meter on the wall. Did I have to and glue the up there twice? The cube. Huh? We got the cube. Yes, we have a cube. It's a 30 centimeter by 30 by 30 cube uh, of foam that's just sitting here in between me and where you're supposed to be when we record here. And I don't know if it does anything, if it's useful or not, but it freaking looks cool. The cube will never replace me. No, no, no. It's not sitting in your chair. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So on the last episode, we wanted to talk about, to continue talking about some stuff, one of which was Colleen. So let's just see. One thing we want to do here is test how this will work if we spread long talks in different episodes mm -hmm. instead of coming with different ones for each one. <laughs> we should have like a last episode. <laughs> Previously on Tangents. That's the one. Um, where were we? So we talked about science fiction a lot. Yes. And I I think I wanted to say that uh, what the main thing about science fiction is that it's not about the exuberant things like aliens and spaceships and mm -hmm. laser guns, but it's about the whole sub-action and dilemmas that it's addressing. Yeah, like all the relationships of the characters, especially for like different races or whatever, and how they exactly. sort of interact. Like moral dilemmas. Exactly. Uh, how do you call that? Um, freedom of... Free will? Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> Free will yeah. and, and things of such nature. And the, the things that are just on top of it, the very extra things, is just um, storytelling tools that will allow you to tell specifically these, these stories. Yeah, I agree with that. Especially because it's usually something that like doesn't exist or is you can depending I think there are multiple branches of science fiction. And there's there are definitely branches which are like unreal science fiction. Like they don't not okay, so there's there's hard science fiction, I think, which is something like the Martian, where ninety nine point nine percent of everything he says and does is actually proper science stuff it's not made up it's not like lasers shooting out of whatever stores and shit no it's like proper it's not star wars yeah it's not star wars that's proper stuff and then you have like the invented shit which is like oh they use the sclamagagactopocker and a thingamajiggy and bride planet gazorbion and made it work and you're like whoa planet gazorbion i like that <laughs> yeah and and what i was gonna say is that because if, especially if you went go down that route you have so many tools that you're disposal to just make up shit and just to tell the story i was curious to find out at some point i think i've discussed this one once i realized what the whole thing behind science fiction is with somebody mm -hmm. and they said they never could get behind it just because of the, these tools of the spaceships and aliens and whatnot but at the same time they were this person was very into um elves help me over here <laughs> fantasy stuff fantasy what? Fantasy, thank you. Yeah, and I was curious wow. if there's if there's a big oh, difference yeah. between the two and the underlying things they're covering, or is it just the same thing but basically different? Oh, I hate rap. spaceships, but like, cause like my friend Ganondorf the elf, like that would be so unrealistic if he like I can't imagine him in a spaceship. That's just stupid. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I get it's a completely different I don't, aesthetic. don't. Come on. I mean, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It's a different aesthetic, but it's... Exactly. It's just a bunch of made-up shit, man. Like, who cares? It's, it is made-up shit, but actually, you know some made-up shit you can enjoy more than other. I think, you know what? I think I always thought that, like, fantasy is so much easier to digest because 
even though you have made up shit like elves and taurins and goblins and whatever, it doesn't introduce any like hard to understand concepts. Like anything that's that's <clears throat> fantastic about it, it'd be like, oh, it's magic, or oh, it's the power of Bibibi, or it's like, oh, necromancer or warlock. Whereas here, it's like, it's it's it has to be based on science at least somewhat. It has to be like, oh, it's flying at the velocity of the amplitude of the Bibibib and the motor reactor of the whatever thing, and it's all technical. And I think maybe that's what's less appealing to people because it, the words sound smarter than ooh, blah 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 magic. I think cauldron and whatever. I don't agree with this. I think it's just hmm. geeky in a different way. Yeah. So science fiction <clears throat> appeals more to the sciencey part of geekiness. Obviously, it's, it has science in its name. But then, even if you go with magic and stuff like that, you can go behind it and look at the history of magic, or just trying to explain how it goes. Yeah. And you can get really in depth about that also, and get really technical. Right. That's yeah. I guess. I think it was in the which one. Uh, there was this movie. It was called The Thirteenth Son or something. Oh, God, you know about it? It's a shit movie, yeah. yeah. So everybody told me it was a that shit was, movie. That everybody... one's based on the Warlock series, isn't it? The the Warlock, the, the Wizard's Warstone. Apprentice or some shit. Warstone Chronicles. <clears throat> That's the one. <clears throat> I loved that I, as a kid. I also did. I, I think I read like five volumes out of however many there are. But I remember they had, they had witches and everything. The main thing, it was this... This kid, he was the 13th son of a 13th son. That yeah. was the whole thing. And he meets this... How, what's the word in English? He doesn't meet. It's... Uh, it's he's said to be an apprentice to this it's guy. He's a witch hunter. He's a, he's, a, he's a warlock that's a witch hunter. Like, he uses magic to fight magic, I guess. Yeah, but I think it's not direct magic. Like, he doesn't cast any spells and things. He has No, a he uses, like, liquors and potions yeah. and alchemy. It's sort of... It's like a witcher. witcher. It's like a witcher. It's yeah. Like a witcher. yeah. But no, then no, you no. have, dude, you messed up the thirteenth son part. It's the thirteenth son of a thirteenth son is supposed to be sent off as the apprentice to a witcher. Exactly. That's just a prophecy, dude. No, it, no, it was a seventh son, dude. A seventh son out of a seventh son, not thirteenth son. It was a seventh. Yeah, because like seven's like the magical number in like all any lore I, ever. I, anyway, I anyway, yeah, he he was sent off by his parents. He was like the youngest kid, and he was sent off. Anyway. And yeah, you have all these witches, and they have different types of magics. I yeah. remember there were witches that were doing blood magic, yep. bone, bone magic, magic. Yeah. something magic, and each one of them had their own explanation and everything. So the right. point is, you can get in depth with this also. Okay. I I think it's mostly based on aesthetics, but I kind of don't have an example for a fantasy that really dwells on moral dilemmas. Um, maybe I'm not edu educated. I'm sure there are, but it's like, I mean, come I on, even Lord of the Rings talks about that. But like, I, I'm a huge fan of Lord of the Rings and I had to watch a few like analysis videos that talked about like motivations and shit behind and moral questions. I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. It's just the guy dies and that's it. And it, whatever the plot changes. It, you never think about the underlying stuff. But I guess you don't do that with with sci-fi as well. You probably do it with like surf like Star Trek because that's what Star Trek is about. It's about moral dilemmas. But yeah, could be. I mean, not I mean, yeah, Star Wars. Is. Star Wars is classic journeys hero. Journey is a hero's journey. Jesus, hero's journey. Star Trek. I don't think it is. I've I've watched very little Star Trek, but it's mostly like moral dilemmas and ethical questions. And we explored this thing. What do we do? How do we interact with the thingamajiggies that live on the planet and stuff? Yeah. So let's just go with this. They're both the yeah. same, different sides of the same coin, yeah. basically. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, what was your point? Where I My point was to discuss about these extra storytelling tools that you have. Okay. And one thing I wanted to bring forward were, is, I mean, animations. And I'm a huge fan of animations mm -hmm. since like in forever. I okay. remember I, I would used to go home from school and just watch cartoons because nothing yep. was good on TV. Mm -hmm. And then I found out there were more mature animations. <gasps> hentai. Oh, so hentai. But not talking about hentai here. There's no moral dilemma on hentai. Or is there? I mean, do you bang your sister or not? Or your brother, mother, mother, father? I don't know. <laughs> Depends on which state the Do you what? eat the tentacle monster or do you have sex with the tentacle monster? Or both. 
Who knows? And what order? Eat him Anyway, never mind. Okay. Uh, so the one that really hit ho- hit hard home for me mm-hmm. was um, Bojack Horseman, right? And there's a lot of things that yeah. hit really hard for Bojack, but I'm not talking about the general plot of it. It's just the whole the whole aesthetics of it. Because you have sad. this really bright colored animals mm-hmm. that are really different species. You barely see the same animal mm-hmm. repeating on the screen at any point. And it just looks really pleasing cartoon to the eye. And, what? Pleasing to the eye. It's pleasing mm-hmm. to the eye, but it's also kind of like you don't really take it that serious because that's one of the things of the oh, whole okay. Oh, it's, it's bright colors and it should be funny and haha cartoons and animal people and whatever. Yeah, it leads to this trap for the audience. But the thing is, if you ever get a chance to talk with people of different cultures, it really feels like that. Like you have two different animals talking to each other. Like you have Bojack who's a horse and at some point he dates this owl girl. Okay. And it looks really quirky. It makes no sense. But at some point, if you talk to somebody who was from a different side of the planet, it kind of feels like that. There's some common thing that brings you together. You can communicate. Mm. Like both of you speak English, ideally. Yeah. But then everything in the background is somewhat different. Okay. And I wanted to point this out because I've talked, talked to people who don't watch animations because of the reason they're silly and animations so are for kids. That's so stupid. People it is, eat, but fucking go out there and explore the world more. You need a bag of dicks, or stay stay inside and just watch animations. I mean, have you heard of Princess Mononoke? Fuck you, man. Studio Ghibli, yeah, that's the one. Okay, Studio Ghibli is one of those things I always say I need to to view, but I never watched Studio Ghibli. I I only grew up with Princess Mononoke. I know like two or three other ones that I've seen like much later in life. But Princess Monoki is something I've seen as a kid, and it, it was so cool. It's cool because that one's, again, like, it's a moral dilemma. It's a story of, like, Middle Ages, pre-industry revolution, industrial revolution, Japan. And it's, like, monsters, like a plague that's eating people and turning them into blah, blah, blah. And then there's these people who, I don't know, I can't remember what it was. But it was basically this huge story about uh, pollution and industrialization and how it's affecting the environment and stuff. I remember. I saw the white yeah. on it. Yeah. And but the, I like. Yeah. I remember. Like it, it's funny because you mentioned uh, white crack that I I saw it. And I was like, oh, this explains a lot of things. But I also kind of got that vibe as a kid because you can see like the townsfolk and they're all dirty and they're like, oh, we don't care. Blah, blah, blah. Kill the, the the wolf or whatever. And the wolf is like, fuck you guys it's because of you that we have this monster or some shit. I don't know. But. Yeah, it, it tells a it tells a great story in a great way. And it gives you this whole lot of space to explore and create a story that otherwise, if you would were to do a live action movie or something, it would be yeah. really huge on budget or really hard to pull yeah. off. I think that reminds me of that Instagram post. That there's a picture of a uh, like back I don't know twenty years ago when they used to shoot uh, the movie out of a helicopter. And it's a picture like taken in the air of a dude with a huge camera inside a helicopter filming. And the the caption something like in in only 10 years, the drone like drones replaced drones sort of left both the helicopter driver and pilot and uh, the cameraman out of jobs. (laughs) And that always reminds me of uh, this tangent that I'm going to try to go into that you that you started with with the, the the creative freedom in the creative space. I really like that. Cause if you look at movies like in the fifties and sixties compared to now, like the way, even the way you shot it and the things you used to shoot it. And like, I don't know when was it? The eighties, I think was the boom with like all the, let's call it SFX. No, like SFX, like, like, like they did makeup and shit basically in costumes, the eighties when we really started to boom. With indeed, the, yeah. Huh, what? Yeah, indeed, it was yeah. definitely the like I don't know the Gremlins or uh, the Goonies or shit like that. Where they had like makeup or like hor- there was a fuck ton of horror movies in the eighties. They were whole or horrible. They were very very bloody because they just sort of discovered that they have the technology to to use the costumes and the makeup. But then you look even further back, like the fifties, and it's just like it's I don't know, or like the 
40s or something. It's black and white. And well, there's actually a cool thing I saw once about, I think it was 70s, probably, when there were the classics. That's why I asked mm -hmm. about it. When The Godfather, Scarface, right. these types of these long motion pictures that would take up somewhere three hours or something. Right. And it was very, there was a comparison between those movies and the one that were more recent. I think by the time I saw this, it compared to the ones in 2000s, right. probably. And the shots they were taking, they were very different. So, for instance, if you mm -hmm. have the main character in the train station. Oh, the way they shoot like a scene. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So if, for instance, you have the main, the main character in the train station. It will walk past, talk to somebody who was supposed to. And in normal movies, once that ends, it just cuts to the next thing. Yep. But in the older days, you would see the actual character go, walking away and the uh, camera stood still for a couple of seconds so you see it's like an actual live thing how it will look like normally if you would dare to watch it right yeah it's interesting how they do stuff like that okay because it's interesting i can't remember where the fuck i saw that i saw it in a couple of 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 videos on youtube uh of how they used to do shit like that and how it's different now they're like back in the day obviously didn't have the necessary props you had like the props to fill out one room uh, and then you had to film that and you had to, they, they do wide shots. So it was like obvious where they, they are. Uh, so you could see like, oh, okay, there's a desk and a thing. So this must be an office. And then there's the guy. And then you had to film like if they, I don't know, they had to make it really obvious what they were doing. And like, I think, what was it? I think there was a video I saw on, on comedy and apparently that's why like the, comedy that we grew up with was very physical it um slapstick kind of comedy yeah slapstick comedy like uh what's his name the, the guy who hitler imitated um charlie chaplin right oh yeah uh like charlie chaplin was like that because they did fucking, they didn't have many props and they didn't have makeup and they didn't have shit like that like cgi or whatever they sound. <laughs> and they didn't have sound so they had to make the movements extra sort of like oh i'm falling now and it's very obvious because i'm doing all the motions and whatever um and the same thing with like yeah like you said with the scenes and now it's just like because of cgi and shit you can do pretty much anything one random fact about this hmm. i found out at some point i i really hope that this is true right when you had silent movies mm -hmm. when you went to see them in the cinemas or whatever they would always have this live band that will play classical music oh against. yeah that's the classical the, the classics like the black and white no Exactly. Yeah. And they had music composed specifically for that movie. Because, yeah, you know, when you watch it now, or like when we used to watch them as kids on TV, they'd have like classical opera music or whatever. Did they? Never watch black and white movies. I don't remember. Oh, that. yeah. They had the, the ones where like they'd say something and see them often, like, bah, 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 bah. and then the next shot would be like a black with like nice frame and then the text and then it's written what he says because they didn't have audio. They did like they okay. do the audio yeah. for the movie. They just did the shots. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, when did that, that is true. It is true. When they, when they were playing in, in theaters, uh, there was a live orchestra who played like the tunes. It's like Tom and Jerry, right? They're running around and then it's just orchestral music playing in the background to sort of set the mood and tell you what's going on. And they did a fucking good job at that with telling you what's going on through music. And that's, yeah, that's, I'm guessing Tom and Jerry got inspired from those old movies, but yes, it's true. I can, I can. Don't quote me on it, but I can confirm. <laughs> I, I love it how that was probably a workaround to do something that they don't have any sound. And now That's, it's like yeah. it was such a cool, very high class thing they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched can... uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which is, by the way, my favorite movie of all time. Okay. Uh, I watched it, I think, yesterday night. Um, again, after many years that I haven't seen it. I've, at the moment, I think I've seen it maybe at least five times. Um, <clears throat> and it, it's funny because, like, the main character's job is to develop, uh, like, pictures taken analog on film for, like, a magazine. And that was his, mm -hmm. that's his job to, like, develop that. And I think that's such a cool thing. That's so cool. Which reminds me of the... Ugh, what's that TV show? I always forget what the hell it's called. Like give the, me something. The famous fucking Netflix TV show with the kids in the eighties and eleven and Stranger Things. Stranger Things. I always forget what it's called. I don't know why. I love it and I always forget its name. It's just a stupid name. Stranger Things. I don't know. 
<clears throat> anyway, um, uh, in there and other some such things of the 80s, you had the AV club, which I think is really cool because a lot of people ended up like engineers or technicians or shit like that, most likely because they had an AV club in their school. Because back in the day, you needed to have an AV club because TVs were big and uh, if pretty much everything was analog like cables and electricity and shit it wasn't like all digital on the laptop it was all analog and he had to like have people who knew how to put the wires and plug them in and do shit so you ended up with a bunch of high schoolers who finished high school that knew audio video shit maybe not filming or whatever but they at least knew how to process it and what happens and how to play it which is cool which is something that i don't think we had i think we did have in our high school an av room which was where the radio was. And I knew someone who let me in there like once or twice and it it looked cool, but it was the kind of place that was sort of a remnant of an AV club from back in the day. But I don't, nobody ever used anything in there. And I don't think anyone knew how to use anything. It was just like an old I remnant. I had no idea we had one of those. Like the only one I knew was First the floor, one... uh, all the way to the left, second door. Yeah. Wasn't there where the radio was? Cause that's, that's where the radio was. Yes. I knew that was where the radio was. I had no idea it was an AV thing also. I mean, it has some stupid name and that's where the radio was. And because that's where the radio was, there was a bunch of other equipment, like audio equipment in there. There was never, it was like in in storage or something in there. No one used them. I think they used that. I don't remember because I got kicked out once from there because someone who had the key let me in and I was in there and then they left and let me in there and like, oh, when you, I was do something or whatever. And then when you're done, make sure to lock it. And then some teacher came in while I was still in there. And they're like, what do you know? You're not supposed to be here. I'm like, yeah, I mean, they let me know. Like, oh, they're not supposed to let anyone in there. I'm like, whatever. That's a tangent. (laughs) Stupid tangent. But yeah, I, yeah, I live in regret and constant regret all my life that neither life was sort of through more things like that at me because we didn't have them. And also that I didn't get involved more to find out if they actually were or not shit like av club or remember yeah. we talked about like how i i would if i could go back i wouldn't study anything but maths or programming whatever like yeah i live in constant regret of not knowing those things and now i'm looking back I'm like god damn it, god i wish i this and that <laughs> it's not real yeah, regret you, it's just fake regret it's like ah oh, you know whatever you and everybody else who were thinking if i would go back 10 years yeah. ago with the mind i have right now i would do things <laughs> differently of course you would yeah yeah probably but then, but then you'd end up back here, sort of time-wise, uh, where we're now. But your life would be very different. Which Obviously, is, which is the plot of the butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher, which is another great movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ron, I mean, How did we end up talking about movies? We started with science fiction and Asimov. Well, the thing is, I the, the common thing here is stories and. There's the thing about human race we love Oh, yeah, stories. you had a whole thing about the animation and stuff. I'm so sorry I interrupted you. It was, I think it was going the same direction. I think I wanted yeah. to get you to the spot. We, we want to see stories, and we love stories just yeah. as human beings. Yeah. And it's everywhere in culture. It's uh, mythology, religious mythology, yeah. heroes, whatever, bars that used to sing in the Middle Ages, Ugh. everything. We just love stories ages. as what? human beings. What? I don't think bards were in the Middle Ages. I know when I know skalds, which is sort of a sort of an imprisoned type of bard, and it's a Nordic thing. So I'm presuming it's from the Viking Age, which is what like 700 up to 1,100 year AC, DC, whatever the fuck it's called, I mean, our era. It like, isn't it that portrayed every? everywhere like you have this castle and you have the one bar that's supposed to sing on the streets that's what i'm basing on yeah, it might yeah. be not accurate. So, no yeah i i know what you're talking about i'm just wondering when bards were a thing so and my point was that skulls which are a similar thing must have happened during the viking age so i wonder if bards were also a thing back in the same time because probably because we as humans i'm sure that everyone does this we instantly go to like oh yeah middle ages but wouldn't it be more appropriate to have bards in the Renaissance? Because like you'd have the lute playing, like oh, the art, and uh, we're so cool, and we're not in the oops, not in the Middle Ages anymore, and like oh, look at all the art we're doing and the music and whatever. Well, definitely had them. I don't think they were just restricted to one period of time. I think I'm guessing yeah. they were 
as long as human beings had some sort of a musical instrument and voices, probably there were bards. I'm really curious about that now because I'm sure the moment Norse sort of paganism died off in favor of Christianity, I'm sure there is no need for skalds or they just became, you know, church singer, choir person or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, skalds are cool because it's it's basically a bard, but like a Jarl or someone in sort of not imprisoned. I mean, imprisoned him, but not in a prison, more like chained him somewhere nearby and sort of forced him to, to play music a lot. Like they would take him along on battles and shit and they had to compose the music there, I think. Which is cool because a bard is just like, oh yeah, my, my, what's your profession? I play the lute and I make up songs. But this was more like of a, this is what you're doing. Like you have no say in this or whatever. So he was more like a musical slave. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but that's God, quite, I, I didn't know they would take I was, them. To I the, seem so confident. <laughs> Sorry, what? I didn't know they were taking them to the battleground and they, what, what was the thing? They had to witness the fight and then compose something based on the fight. They I mean, I guess, because that was the whole point, right? That Jarls and, and rulers and kings and whatever had to, wanted to have songs su- sung about them. Uh, and what's the only way to do that is that either someone tells the scald or takes the scald with them. So, I don't okay. know. Yeah, I never thought about it. Yeah. But regardless, there's still some degree of like lack of freedom because he belonged to that person or whatever, his property or some shit. I don't know. I might be wrong. You know what I'm really curious, and this is probably just because that's is way too much of a normal thing today. Mm-hmm. Like, would you have? I think there's some fantasy movies about this, but when you get like this huge army and they're prepping for battle, you have somebody besides or behind them with big um, drums. War drums? drums or something, yeah, just to prepare and hype everybody up. Yeah. What's your question? Was that a real, was that a real thing? I'm pretty sure it was. It has to be. Because right? I mean, even now you have parades and she had to, like the trumpeteers or whatever. And they have the drum guy. And the... Yeah, okay, but parades is something more of a... Well, yeah, but that's just what it evolves into, maybe. I mean... Maybe Could back be. in the day, it was like sticks and like boom, 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 and drums and whatever. And now it's just a sort of a whatever the fuck it is <laughs> with the trumpets and the shit. And I'm sure in 10 years time, when the <laughs> the earth's going to overheat, it's going to be Mad Max style with the guitar and the flames and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah we had, you know this, because we, we went to the mountains to the this... It wasn't mm. summer, like in September. Yeah. And we listened to, to Viking music because you're a really big fan of Viking yeah, music. I am. People Shout out to Einar Selvik. Say that again. Shout out to Einar Selvik from okay. Bardruna. Everybody who can understand that, please tap into your Spotify it's, it's, and start listening. It's the guy who made the soundtrack to this TV show, Vikings. There you go. He's not famous really? for that. It's just a thing he did. He's just generally famous for Bardruna, which is his band. It's, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Anyway, but we, we went to the mountains listening to this and it felt like you were about to pillage a village and it gets you into pillage that mindset. Village. Really, <laughs> really gets you. I mean, it gets you going. Up, yeah. Yeah. I it's remember, provocative. I remember video games had that or actually like just movies, like fantasy movies and video games had that effect on me when there was like a war, like Lord of the Rings and the, the orcs are coming and they have the big giant trolls and they're like drumming and shit and i'm like oh it's so cool and i get like goosebumps and shit or like when i listen to two steps from hell like oh i'm i'm sure okay because it has such a psychological like physical impact uh on you i'm sure there's some kind of a psychological thing that's in there that must have evolved into this so i'm sure Either music generally has an effect on us, or or that. But I'm probably it's more it's probably that it's probably war music or a specific type of that kind of. It's like a more epic version of a pump up song. Yeah, it, I mean but... the the official sort of term I heard is is trailer head. So like the genre of that music, like Two Steps from Hell, uh, and I can't think of anyone else, Trent Reznor and whatever. Hans Zimmer type of things. Yeah, yeah. Hans Zimmer, Jeremy Soule. They're the the genre apparently is called Trailerhead, and it's its own genre okay. because it's like music for trailers, like for movie trailers. Someone, t- I, I this might be wrong, but someone told me this, and I trust that person. So 
I hope they're right. Uh, but I think if you look for trailer head, it 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 gives you a lot of that kind of music. But yeah, well, my point was that I'm sure it must have some kind of a psychological trigger that it's like in our g- genetic code ingrained or something um, to have that response to that. Because like I listen to I don't know, Archangel by Two Steps from Hell or some shit. I'm like, God, God, or like whatever songs from them and shit like that. I get all pumped. I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to kill something. <laughs> yeah, I always think about this. Like music, it's really just people hacking ourselves. Yeah, I agree. Right? Music's because very interesting, man. Make just air vibrate and it makes exactly. you change moods. <gasps> what was that oh, theory you had? What was that theory you had? Tell the people your theory, the quality, dude. Quality in things. The what? The quality in things. The the one with the free types of people. Community genres, yeah. Yeah. Uh, go on then. Yeah, let me th- let me go back. Let me see, remember where this everything started. Yeah, put yourself in your own shoes two years ago. <laughs> Something like that. I think yeah. it was two years ago. I think so. Yeah. Basically, I think it was somewhere in the period where I started touching yoga. I think and maybe med- meditation. Probably first time I got into contact with mindfulness or re got into contact with mindfulness and things yeah. like that. And I remember that this thing at some point just clicked in me after a workout. I was doing some calisthenics things outside. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I was just, it was a beautiful summer day. And so I just wanted to spend more time outside. And I would just put a video of a yoga instructor doing like a 30 minute routine or something. Mm-hmm. And what happened is somewhere in that routine, I I got the sense that the way you stretched, if at some point it it's it's comfortable, then it kind of hurts a bit, but you can feel like it hurts really good in a sense. Okay, right, and that one just gave it put me on a spot of thinking of how can you appreciate the depth of things more. Wow. Okay, it's a really hard thing to actually think about. How can you train this? Mm-hmm. Right. We can have this, and the, the example I give it to, to everybody to understand why I mean by appreciating the depthness of things more is with uh, uh, music. Okay. So, what I'll ask the audience to do is picture three people. I mean, mm-hmm. just go very generic with this. Don't go with, with very detail on me. But three people listening to very different genres of music. So you have the first one okay. that will basically listen to. In my example, it was Manele, which is Romanian cheap music. Yeah. Basically, every hip hop song about the hookers and drinks. Yeah, basically. Right? Money and cars. Yeah. Everything like that. Mm-hmm. Then you have something, the guy in the middle will listen to something a bit more eloquent. Maybe just a random example would be, I think the one back then I would used to say was Lana Del Rey or maybe Adele or something. Just generic music. Not too not, dumb, but not amazing. A bit, a bit more classy than just pop music. Lana Del I mean, it's classy. Music. All right. A bit more classy. I think in a classic, but classy as in like, yeah, adds a bit more to it. And then the third person will listen to like classical music, like Mozart, Bach, whatever. You basically split it into like lower class, middle class, and upper class. Exactly. That's what I'm going. Like, I'm okay. one want to be like it's just basic examples of a progression of things and the first one the guy was listening to the easy hip-hop music rap music whatever mm-hmm. it's really easy when you listen to that music to just hear uh party drinking money yeah. women and it's like it's a really simple computation in the brain you hear this and you know you should be you should feel happy like it's really easy mm-hmm then you have uh, the second tier, if you want to go, if you call it like that, when you have something like Lana Del Rey, Adele, whatever, and there's a story behind it. The song is slow where you have to listen to, you have to understand a bit what's the story right. behind it. Not, it's not that it's necessarily complicated, but it's just a bit more processing to do in order to understand everything. Okay. Right. And then the third one, and the classical music, is just there's no lyrics to that one. So you just have to listen to the song, to the instruments themselves and those are the ones that will have to dictate how you should feel and should be a bit more processing in order to appreciate that mm. thing and the whole thing i have was how could you just start training your brain muscle to start doing this on a day-to-day basis and with a that's, lot of things that's an interesting point because i was thinking 
Look, yeah, I, I, I mostly agree with you. I like 90% agree with you because yes, the, the like lower class of music is something very rhythmic, which is something I learned in high school. It's something like, that's why a lot of people like Manele and like easy to listen to music because our sort of reptilian brain reacts to that, like drumming and simple rhythms that just repeat the like whatever the manele sound is and shit like that and like very few simple easy words about generic things uh middle class is middle class it's just like whatever most things fit in there i guess it's like anything from lana del rey to tool or whatever it's like yep it's about something you gotta listen to it's a story or it's like a love letter it's a whatever and there's a message what a metaphor or something or a metaphor yeah exactly but then like okay if you include those as well in the middle class, like the metaphors or like tool, maybe tools, my favorite example, because it's, it's a really good example for this. Yeah, it's it's progressive metal, which is like, all right, whatever. Uh, and it's a lot of like, OK, it's a guitar, drum and a fucking uh, bass guitar. But the lyrics are extreme. Like you you could interpret it as like, OK, it's a song about what, whatever. But then they have songs which are like written in the Fibonacci sequence and still make sense. And it's also about this really deep psychological fucking genome shit thing that's like, and the way it's sung means something else. And it's like really complicated. Um, but anyway, let, let's say that that's still middle middle class. But then how, you know, by this, by their reasoning, you can definitely put it in the third. You third could tier. definitely, but that's that's the ten percent that I don't agree with you on because you only included classical music into there, and I get that because classical. So that's that's when I had this thought because you said classical music it doesn't have lyrics, and that's what made the click in my head because yes, it doesn't have lyrics, but specifically classical music, most of it tells a story, like baroque and shit like that it's yeah. you listen to it like vivaldi or whatever i don't fucking know my music yeah. theory but like it's a story it's like i can't remember which one like the, the four seasons or vivaldi or whatever it's like oh one song's about you can hear the birds and the birds are the flute but you can you can tell you can discern like okay i don't know what level of iq or perceptive quality you need to tell that but if you have it like us i guess you can you can say, you can tell, like, oh, it's the bird. Oh, and it's talking to another bird, which is, like, slightly on a lower tone or whatever. It's like, oh, they're having a conversation. Now they're happy because, like, oh, la, 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 la. And then it's like, all right, now it's it's deep and there's, like, more drums and more, like, and it's something epic or you can tell that. But then the, the, where I'm going with this is what about electronic music or music that is also no lyrics, but it's just noise? Like, you and I both love Neo Geo. For example, exactly. Neo Geo, for those who don't know, is uh, one of my favorite artists. He's a dude from Denmark. Shout out to Neo Geo. Uh, and he makes very sort of soundscapey, but yes, but yet rhythmic music. Um, but it's very soundscapey, sort of. And he also has like a whole metaphor that he's going with, with his albums or whatever. Anyway, but like my favorite song from him then is just a couple of notes. Uh, and they're really you smooth, but like. It's like not a lot of instruments. It's not a lot going on, but it's so, so harmonious and so amazing. And that's like my most favorite, most listened to song in like three years. Um, but I mean, what story does that tell? It's not two birds talking or it's not like, it's just, I guess it's just a mood. I mean, the but thing is. I don't is, think you need higher brain functions to feel a mood necessarily. Well, the thing is, first and foremost, and let's just get this out of the way. The thing I'm saying is definitely not about music. So I just use these three examples just to oh, show a okay. scale of it, right? This okay. is not about the music. It's just about appreciating depthness of thing and just having your brain work more just on the, the right. default level, right? Mm -hmm. But with Neo Geo, for instance, I think what happens so I, I just took classical music because it, it takes a bit of effort to to appreciate right yeah and even neo geo if you take it to somebody who only listens to manila like exclusively yeah maybe you can find somebody it. who likes it but probably will just skip past by it and won't, won't really necessarily appreciate it and mm -hmm. what i think there just to answer the question is i think even if it doesn't tell a story per se right it gives you the option of fill in the blanks yeah, because the thing about then, the the song is mm -hmm. it works so well in so many occasions. Yeah, especially right? when we eat Snickers. 
especially when we eat sneakers and even yeah. if we're not eating sneakers it's just mm. you're on the mountain then works oh that you're in the yeah. car then works sunset it works sunrise it works Leg it just bed, works. being sad being happy it works it's it's the universal song man i'm telling you that's yeah he should be the prize for that that's the thing i think the genius about then is just the fact that it lets you fill in the blanks really well mm. and it's just this really soothing sound that is just so easy to fall in and just let it wrap around you and feel yeah. all cozy inside yeah it's true what about tech and drum and bass and shit that's because <laughs> like well, it's it's like the, the the higher class of music, I guess, wants to tell you a story, or like something like Tool, it wants to tell you a story, and you have to pay attention, and, you, and it goes outside the box that you have to look at the lyrics and the verses and the everything, the composition as well as just the music and what the words are. Um, but then you have shit like drum and bass, which gets you in a mood as well. Like I used to freaking love drum and bass all the time. I like it now. It's fine, but I don't listen to it actively. I used to listen to it a lot, uh, but I don't know why. And I remember my close friends who I used to go to drum and bass parties with at the time, I, I and they can confirm this, even then I was like, I don't know why I like this because this is, what is it? What is it transmitting? It's not, it doesn't have, most of them don't have lyrics. The ones who have lyrics are remixed lyrics from some other song or maybe originals, but they're still just like words thrown in there. It's not like a story. It's not like, Mama Mia, Mama Mia, or whatever. It's like Queen. It's like, it doesn't tell you a story. It's just a bunch of words that are said to sort of create an ambient. It helps with the musicality of it. But then what the fuck do I like about it? It's just... It's... Well, the thing about drum basses is some of them somewhat give you the impression that they have a deeper meaning. Like, take, for instance, Hold Your Colors. Yeah. Right? But it gives you this meaning that you can really easily attach to. Right. With like easy sound bites. Yeah. It's quasi intelligent, let's say. And the thing about drum and bass is it's like really dynamic and it's really fun to listen to. Mm. But it's some sort of a mesh up between things, right? Yeah. It's not, it's hard to pinpoint one. And drum and bass is kind of the same thing. The one thing I'm not really getting is drum and bass, when it began, it used to be really uh, melodious, right? Right. Like yeah. it had like some sort of a melody that would early follow. London electricity and sort of early. Yeah, pendulum. I would go even until Skrillex in the beginning of Skrillex. Okay, that's it's more of a. That's quite a while from the beginning of drum and bass, which was like early '90s. <laughs> well, uh, let's take into account that I'm not really cultured about this, and I knew the beginnings of drum and bass for me and dubstep was when it came to us which was like mid 2000 something like that yeah <laughs> but even then they you had this uh, what was that mount eden or something you would have yes. this artists and bands that would compose drum and bass dub music and i think the maybe i'm wrong here you're the uh, musician here uh the the dub part in dub music was just like with that bass line right that was the main thing that was done then it's somewhat started to go really chainsawy yeah, I don't know, man. So the moment it just gets like this, it's just noise. That's what yeah. it kind of loses me, right? Well, that's why... But then you... No, go, go ahead. ahead. You but go that's ahead. why you... Also with tech. Because I <laughs> can get in the mood for tech from every now and then, but I'm not an avid listener of tech. But the one thing it is, you have to take into account, just look where these music, these songs they're listening to. Like tech and dubstep yeah. are clearly to the really tight embedded with a party scene. With yeah. the rave scene, yeah. scene. No, I, I agree. Like I, fun fact: the first time I felt like an old man in my life ever was when we were outside this place uh, for a thing, but at the same place were a bunch of like, I don't know, twelfth graders or first year university art students who were doing like art installations in the same building, and uh, I used to go out with my friends to like they'd have a cigarette outside. And there were these like really much younger than us kids sort of uh, out smoking as well. And we'd put drum and bass on our like small Bluetooth speaker and they'd put tech. And I was, we would like pause our music to listen to theirs. And I did not understand it. I was, the, it was the first time in my life, like, like grandpa, I was like, what the fuck is that? That's just noise. That's just drum and bass is like, it has a thing. It has the drums. It has like a, 
and it, like the noise and everything. And this is just like, it's like, what? It's the same beat from beginning to end of the song, which is okay. Fair enough. Drum and bass are the same beat from beginning to end, but at least it's doing some things with it. Whereas this is just the same sort of note. It's like, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, what was I going to say about that? Uh, that uh, yeah, I I don't. Me feel like an old man. I don't get into tech because I just don't understand it. Well, I think there's subgenres of tech also. I I definitely yeah. know tech songs that have a build up, a a drop, and everything that you have in a normal right. drum and bass or dubstep. And then also you have drum and bass songs that are just very progressive and they just kind of keep the oh, same thing going bass for eight minutes. Has such a large plethora of subgenres. It goes from like. Uh, yeah, I know. Liquid drum and bass, which is super like chill. Even it's the same drums, the same beat, sort of the same speed, but it's so chill. Even though the background is like, it's the same beat, right? It's so chill. And then you have ah, what's that genre? Uh, telekinesis play that genre. Neurofunk, which is a sort of subgenre of of drum and bass, and it's very violent and very wild and noisy. And it's like it's like. The dubstep of drum and bass, basically, but very violent. Like the thematic and the, the the noises you hear are very violent, and like it's intended to be like aggressive and shit. It's like the Metallica of drum and bass. <laughs> the yeah, exactly. early Metallica. That, that was exactly what I want to say. It's probably just a a normal progression of genres, yeah. of music genres, because you have rock and then you have heavy metal and then you have even worse thing like trash metal and death metal or something. It just goes more aggressive and more aggressive. You. Worse. How dare you, sir? Melodic death metal is amazing. <laughs> Not worse in, in the sense that it just I know it bangs bangs your eardrums in a in a more aggressive um, way, more violent I, way. I believe you're confusing uh uh what's it death metal with black metal. Because black metal is the one that's just people growling and like and the okay, music doesn't if you really want to be sense. Death metal it. is a bit more intelligible and melodic death metal is just epic. It's, it's fucking cool. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it's still it's more aggressive than normal rock. Well, I mean, yeah. Hi, Elvis. <laughs> I mean, bye, Elvis. Yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. Yeah. But then this is the same thing that happens. Like, you have this music, then somebody dis- discovers you can do music on a laptop, and you start yeah. progressing from there. You have dubstep. Dubstep goes all the way down until it gets, like, just chainsaws. <laughs> and somebody at some point, I'm not sure where... Drum and bass came in between these two, I guess. I, I think it was first drum and bass, and then was was dubstep. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And then eventually, just tech came out of it. Yeah. What's the What's the new thing now? Is it still tech, or is there a new thing after tech? Because I don't keep up with that shit. I mean, judging by my Tinder feed, it's probably tech. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> I I have no other connection to the what the youngsters are listening to. I mean, it's mm. trap. It's definitely trap. It's getting. A oh new... yeah, trap. Well, even trap is now, wasn't it? Trap was like a thing in 2016. Yeah, but it's still going hard and strong. Well, but I'm yeah, not sure I mean, if anything completely new. Came Romania out of picks it. up these trends on like a big scale, like at least two or three years after. Definitely, but it's still even internationally. Like, who are the big players in the billboards? I don't know because I don't list really listen to Billboard music. I just have the shit I always listen to and then discover weekly from time to time or related yep. on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same way, and that's no, you're that's not. Why I'm not really sure. I remember specifically, I like on Spotify. I was most excited about Discover Weekly, whereas you were most excited about the the release Thursday. Because I was like, oh, different music from what I listened to, but it's similar. Whereas you were like, the same music I listened to, but the latest shit. Yeah, but it's the same it's the same artist. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, wrong argument. You're still in the same bubble. Yeah, true, 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 true. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like ever just going to Billboard Top 40 or something, just no. seeing what's new, right? But like, then... There was a time yeah. when you did, did that, but then... <laughs> Music way was way limited. Yeah. Music options. Yeah. We didn't know about shit. But see, that's what I love about about stuff like Spotify. It just it throws you all these things that you like fuck man. <laughs> I used to be that like goatee wearing 
black band shirt wearing motherfucker in high school like the classic all y'all fellow romanians know what i'm talking about your classic metalhead rocker look i was one of those um and i would have never in a million years thought that i'd listen to something like post malone and be like yeah i really like that shit or 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 panda by designer god fucking i would have never ever I oh my god i have listened to this such a while yeah, man, I've I've rediscovered it recently and put it in my favorites playlist, and now I keep listening to it more often. But like, I would have never in a mil- I would have punched you probably. I was I was very I wasn't I'm not a violent kid ever, but I would have probably punched you. Be like, fucking hip hop shit, dude. What the hell? And it's not like back in the day I would probably fought it's hip hop because anything like like that, like rapping kind of thing, was hip hop to me. Um, I would have well, never. It is. Well, okay, it's it's more trappy, but whatever. I would have never thought I'd listen to shit like that and actually enjoy it. Dude, I spent like, was it, I don't think it was last summer. Definitely not this summer. No, it was, it was last summer. Last summer, like 2019 summer, I used to sing fucking, what's it called? Uh, the, 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 ride my horse. You probably think that you are better now. No, well, that too. Now. But no, the other one, the. The other one. Ah, the, the. I'm going to take my... The Old Time Road song. Old, old Time Road, road yeah. Like, that's another song. I would have never listened to that. I mean, come on, dude. I was like, no, man. Man of War and Hammerfall and Motorhead and shit all the way. Like, nah, man. Who the fuck is Designer? Who the fuck is Post Malone? But, yeah. Um, We're 52 minutes in, almost. Them this time goes way too fast. Yeah, man. Time flies when you're having fun, as they say. Um, people out there, if you know what's now trendy and what's the new up and com- up and coming underground music, please yeah. let us know. We need to know. We are old people. I mean, you heard the kind of shit that we like, um, maybe a little bit in this episode. And if you know anything that's like top forty billboards or shit that's similar or that you think we might like, um, yeah, I guess give Not us even. a shout out on our Facebook page. Hit us up with things you think we won't like. Or that maybe I mean, we will challenge show us, us new music. Yeah, just show, show us, us new music, and we will forever cherish <laughs> you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just get or anything really <laughs> on our Facebook page, which we have, which we should probably promote more. Uh, give us a shout out if you want to say anything, or you think we're wrong, or stupid, or beautiful, or you want to tell us you love uh, us or wait, hate us. Or let, let's do a better one. We'll give you a shout out. <laughs> yeah it, yeah definitely if you like funny questions or anything interesting like that yeah yeah definitely we're gonna be a shout out and on that note um i hope everyone has a beautiful morning midday afternoon or evening depending on when you listen to this any any closing words colleen nope i made my requests <laughs> send request, us stuff requests send us shit here's our p.o box <laughs> <laughs> all right Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.